Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Tuesday, so we're going to talk some TV and movies. Uh, this week, we're just re-airing old shows. And now I say just, you know, there, there's a lot of going on. And before we get into today's show, I want to say thank you. I mentioned, like, I've been under the weather. I've been kind of bummed, like, lots of stuff going on. And some of you reached out. Just to, you know, I do a wellness check, make sure I was doing all right. And I, I appreciate that more than you will ever know and realize. And yeah, I'm doing all right. Things are getting better. Uh, but man, it, it rough, rough few weeks, even by 2020 slash 21 slash this is our life now standards. Um, but yeah, so, so thank you all for that. I uh, hope, hope you're all doing well out there. So today's show comes from us from the long ago time of February of 2019. Uh, it was Dr. Seuss week, and I love Dr. Seuss. I go into it on this, in this episode, and it, he's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to start saying all the things I said in that show, so I'm just going to stop. But here's my show from Tuesday of that week in 2019, talking about Dr. Seuss and TV and movie specials. I hope you enjoy. Hey, this is Kari Payton. I'm Cyborg from Teen Titans and Injustice and Injustice 2 and Ezekiel from The Walking Dead. And you're listening to The Night Nerd. So keep listening. Also, booyah! Because I'm schizophrenic. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Tuesday, so we're going to talk some TV and movies. Uh, Dr. Seuss has a birthday this weekend. He's one of my favorite people in history, and I'm really kind of ashamed that we haven't talked about him yet. I, I love Dr. Seuss. I wrote my senior thesis on Dr. Seuss. I have a Dr. Who's tattoo. It's a mixture of Dr. Seuss and Dr. Who, and it's really, really cool. And I just love Dr. Seuss. He's I think one of the all-time great creators, he has so much uh, just, not just goodness, but I mean, he has goodness, but awesomeness and talent and everything and that is spread down over the years and is just great. Uh, we did, you know, on Monday's show talk about his video game part is kind of lacking. They need to either bring him into the Kingdom Hearts universe or make a Kingdom Hearts version with Dr. Seuss characters. Uh, probably the latter, I think, would be a little more fun and then maybe crossover down the road, but who knows. So today, we're going to look at some of the TV and movie things that we have seen his characters uh, show up on and everything. There's been a few movies um some of them are just theatrical shorts you know from like warner brothers and paramount and columbia and then more recently there's been the feature-length movies that he had a couple of live action and computer animated tv specials he's had a handful um about a dozen or so over the years and even a couple of tv series that are really cool um we'll start with the theatrical films, because those were the first ones. The very first theatrical short was Horton Hatches the Egg. 
and is written by Mike Maltese and directed by Bob Clampett, who back in the day at Warner Brothers were two of the biggest names. Uh, Mike Maltese wrote probably your favorite Looney Tunes cartoon. He He's just absolutely wonderful. Bob Clampett kind of predated uh, Chuck Jones and all of those guys and really put Mary Melodies on the map and helped introduce the characters that would become Bugs Bunny, would become Elmer Fudd and Daffy Duck and Porky Pig. Bob Clampett is... And he's quirky. He definitely has his own animation style. And, oh, I wish... If I could bring back one canceled TV show, it would be Toonheads because they did a really great episode about Bob Clampett that was just... I mean, all their episodes were great. I, I miss that show. Um, Early Days of Cartoon Network. I think you can find them on YouTube. But that was 1942. The very next year... 1943, you had the 500 hats of Bartholomew Cubbins, and in 44, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street. Those were both stop motion for Paramount. Now, this is cool because uh, I'm a huge fan of stop motion. Huge, huge fan. That Follow us on Facebook. You'll see some stop motion stuff um, soon. I promise you that. It's going to be really awesome. But, you know, the way his characters are, that really quaint I, I hate to say quaint and simple because in the south that's not a compliment uh but that minimalistic design that he has it, it really lends itself to those and i think that's awesome and uh it's i these first three i have not seen and i would love to try and track them down i tried to look horton hatches the egg up on youtube and couldn't find it uh i have all the Looney Tunes Gold and Platinum, and it's not on that. So if you know where to find it, let me know. I would love to watch it. Uh, same thing with the stop-motion ones. I'm going to try and track those down. Fast forward a little bit to 1950. You had Gerald McBoing Boing, with, directed by Robert Cannon for UPA in Columbia. Um, this, I do remember this making its rounds back in the day when I was younger and showing up on some of those, you know, four hours, six hours or whatever of animation and it it was really solid um, to the point where it actually got a TV show. Um, I'm looking here, and it's not mentioned in the TV shows that Dr. Seuss is associated with. But from 2005 to 2007, Gerald was a actual series on Cartoon Network, and... It was, you know, really neat learning about sounds and uh, everything, so that was cool. And then there was, a, that was it, you know, though that was it for all the theatrical shorts. Um, at this time, he would switch over to TV specials. And the first and arguably most iconic one was in 1966 with How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So this was uh, directed by Chuck Jones, who... Everybody knows and loves Chuck Jones. And it's something that we watch multiple times a year. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably watch it at least once a year, if not more. Because it is uh, one of the staples of cinema. Not just cartoons or Christmas or anything, but it's uh, of life. You know, everybody loves Boris Karloff in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And then in 1970, Chuck Jones would come back and direct Horton Hears a Who. Um, that one was, that was good. Uh, then... Those were both for MGM. Then from 71 to 75, uh, Holly Pratt and Alan 
Zaslov would, for CBS, they'd make The Cat in the Hat, The Lorax, Dr. Seuss on the Loose, and The Hoover Bloob Highway. Now, out of all those, my favorite is The Lorax. Um, the Lorax is one of my favorite stories anyway, but the animation on it was really solid. Uh, and it just really brought the story to life and to the screen that endeared itself almost as much as The Grinch. Then in 1977, ABC would take over and Gerald Baldwin would make Halloween is Grinch Night. Uh, and then 1980, Pontuffle Park, Where Are You? I can't say skip them because they're still, you know, Dr. Seuss wrote them. They're different, but you, you know, I, check them out. Uh, and then in 1982, Bill Perez would direct The Grinch, Grinch is the Cat in the Hat, which is almost like a Bugs Bunny, Wile E. Coyote crossover that you didn't know you needed and needed to rhyme uh, it's again it's enjoyable uh more so than a lot of the other ones on this list it's just kind of strange you know when nowadays in the shared universe that's all everybody thinks of but back then you know it was pushing it to have horton here at who and now you have the grinch and the cat and i don't it, it's yeah um 89 with turner network uh ralph bakshi did the butter battle book and in 95, Tony Collingwood directed Daisy Head Maisie. Both of these, even though they were later editions in, uh, they were actually the last editions of the TV specials as of this recording. They're, they're good. Um, they kind of, it's weird because most Dr. Seuss stuff is timeless, you know, but the, actually even these last three, the Grinch Grinches, the Butter Battle Book and Daisy Head Maisie, something in the animation, something about them they just uh feel dated and it's just not again they're not bad but i can't say that they're necessarily good uh the year before daisy and Maisie came out there was a documentary that i saw i remember seeing it on tnt as a kid and i own the dvd and it is amazing and it's called in search of dr seuss if you can find this uh go get it like i said it came out on dvd 2003 and in 2008 it was a bonus feature for the horton here's a who dvd but just just to let you know the cast here kathy and jimmy matt frewer christopher lloyd graham jarvis uh brady blum andrea martin patrick stewart billy crystal Robin Williams, I mean, the it goes on and on and on. There's so many. Uh, David Pamer, it's wonderful. And it's really gives you a look into his life, like his early failures and his really strange uh, Nazi stuff, his World War II work that... Uh, just just great it's an hour and a half of your life that you'll love and you'll email me and say oh my gosh Lance thank you for telling me about this because it is that great it, it really is maybe my favorite out of all of Dr. Seuss's um, recent stuff definitely out of his live action stuff which is where we're at now in 2000 you had Ron Howard directing 
How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which was a really great movie. I didn't think it needed to be made before I saw it. I saw it, loved it. But on the flip side of that, in 2003, you had The Cat in the Hat, uh, directed by Bo Welch, starring Mike Myers. And that's all we're going to say about that. Um, 2008 kind of came back with Horton Hears a Who. That was computer animated. And it was it was really great. Um, 2012, The Lorax. What's well, pretty solid. I mean, Danny DeVino as The Lorax is about kind of what I didn't know I needed and what I loved. Uh, last year, 2018, we had The Grinch, which I'll admit I hadn't seen. As much as I love The Grinch, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. This movie, again, just didn't seem like it needed to be made. And even though Scott Mosher directed it, Scott Mosher of View Askew fame, uh, I'll probably run into it. I'll just buy it. Let's be honest. I'll probably buy it this Christmas and check it out. And they're doing a Cat in the Hat computer animated one, supposedly, that they've announced, but we hadn't seen. Um, outside of the German Boing Boing, there have been two other shows. Back in 96 and 98, you had the Webulous World of Dr. Seuss, which was kind of a Dr. Seuss-Jim Henson mashup that was really great for kids and everything. Uh, and then as recently as 2010 to 12, you have The Cat in the Hat knows a lot about that, where Martin Short is The Cat in the Hat. So, I mean, as you can see, for the last, you know, what, 70-some-odd years, uh, 80 years almost, Dr. Seuss has been on big and small screens bringing joy to everybody. And I think that's awesome and adds to why he is one of the best people ever. Um, let me know what's your favorite Dr. Seuss adaptation. Let us know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or over on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even YouTube. Just look for The Night Nerd. We'd love to hear from you, love to talk to you. Uh, email me, uh, please, especially if you watch In Search of Dr. Seuss. Email me and let me know what you think. You can send those emails to nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. I enjoy reading all of them and talking to everybody. But Otherwise, that's going to do it for us today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Uh,